What up, soul fam? What's happening? What's going on? This is Ben Brown, your host. Welcome to New Perceptions Podcast. I hope this um, this share, this uh, piece of content finds you in a state of peace uh, amidst the wildness of being a human right now in 2020. I'm sending you all so much love and support. And uh, yeah, I hope you are peaceful. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for all the feedback also on the previous podcasts. Um, the one with Sam Garrett received a lot of beautiful feedback. If you haven't checked that out yet, we dive deep, uh, speaking about existence and um, all sorts of topics. It's a very calm and peaceful podcast. And a big shout out to my Patreon family, my Journey Tribe fam, um, who are supporting this podcast. If you feel like um, injecting a little bit of energy into this content, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Benjam Brown. And if you sign up for the, uh, the 11 11 tier, you will have access to all the exclusive content that I've uploaded on the subject of healing and the general nuances of my experiences of navigating this human experience. I've started doing these little mini podcasts up there as well. Um, so go and check it out if you feel called to do so and in the meantime enjoy this podcast i love you guys what up soul fam with this podcast i want to address and uh, speak to this unique moment in history uh, without letting any of my own fears or discomfort silence me in this incredibly important conversation uh, that is very much alive in the collective right now. Um, It's hard to know exactly how to communicate around the topic of Black Lives Matter since racism is not a topic that I'm very well versed in, but communication and sharing is what I do, so here I am doing it. Um, Not knowing how to speak on this topic is something that clearly needs to change in order to be part of the solution and so here I am rather than letting my fear of saying the wrong thing block me from speaking I'm undertaking the work to be better informed Um, I'm allowing myself to be heard and allowing myself to make mistakes and be corrected Um, and I want to show up and be present for this healing process and we all have our part to play in creating space for something new to emerge from this. Now this podcast, New Perceptions, is about inward reflection, which is something I've very much been committed to, especially over the last two weeks, um, as the Black Lives Matter movement invites us, all of us, to engage in checking in with ourselves, to deepen our awareness of what's actually happening on the planet for humanity right now, and create space to listen to what is being communicated and to discover new information that will enable us, all of us, to step up and take responsibility for the role we each play in the evolution of our species um, as we move towards true equality. Right now, we are all, uh, and by we I mean white people, being invited to do the inner work and examine our own relationship to race. Um, It's super important not to gloss over the true history 
of systemic racism and white supremacy and the aliveness of these systems in the collective. But it's also important to listen and learn about what is real for black people rather than seeing things only through the historically narrow lens of white perception. So the topic of systemic racism has risen to take center stage once again in the collective awareness, uh, this time in the light of George Floyd's murder and the continuation of uh, deep oppression that's felt by black people in America and around the world. And it's super clear to me that this shadow of humanity is crying out to be healed. And if you're feeling any discomfort listening to this, I challenge you to stick around anyway. We have to acknowledge that there's a problem so that we can take more ownership of that problem. And this conversation is about asking how humanity actually got here. It's super important to understand the true history, but what's also really important is, I think, to acknowledge that we got here intentionally and that white supremacy is a system designed by white people to benefit white people. Racism is a virus of the mind. No human is born racist. It's programmed into us and learnt. Therefore, I think it's our responsibility to unlearn it. And on top of that, educate ourselves in how we can be anti-racist moving forwards. Since white supremacy is a system that has been designed and implemented, it's clear that, yeah, we didn't get here by accident. And I think equal intentional action is required if we genuinely want to create change. This shadow of humanity, it's not going to heal itself. And it's not the responsibility of black people to fix a system of oppression created and upheld by white people. So that's why this message is for my white audience. This is our system regardless of the level of participation, regardless of how racist we think we are or are not. And it is our responsibility to dismantle it, especially if, like me, you genuinely want to see positive change in the world. Firstly, I want to address the statement, Black Lives Matter. Whoa, 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 hold up. Don't you mean all lives matter? Well... If you're saying that, I'm guessing you're not black and you should know that this isn't about you. Black Lives Matter is not a controversial statement. I fell off my motorcycle two years ago and fractured my elbow. Now, of course, all the bones in my body matter. But if my elbow is broken, it's in pain and it is asking for healing, then it makes sense to direct all the attention to that specific bone. And I'm sure all the other bones in my body will be cool with that. Any of the bones that might claim all bones matter, they probably just need reminding that, that it's part of a collective of bones that make up one body. Yes, that's a weird metaphor. But the question I'm asking is this. If you find Black Lives Matter to be a controversial statement, why is that? What is it that's preventing you from letting this be about Black Lives Mattering right now? Black Lives Matter is a human rights movement asking for change. What is it about Black Lives that you believe doesn't need changing? This movement exists because for hundreds of years, Black people have been silenced in their cries for help, their demands for change and equality have been ignored, 
and right now black people are in need of direct attention, help, support and love. That's why black lives matter. Silence is no longer an option. Something has to change and if we remain silent, we are actually enabling systemic racism to continue. I'm discovering that racism is a very complicated and multifaceted system of which I am certainly not an expert, but this isn't going to prevent me from speaking about it. So for this share, um, I'm going to keep things pretty simple uh, since I'm really actually only at the start of my own re-education around racism and my own unconscious involvement as a white person in upholding it. I consider myself not racist. And my initial reaction to the most recent uprising was one of disappointment. I was surprised to some extent that this level of inequality is still alive in the world. This is the same response that I've always had when incidents of racial injustice come to light. But this time something different happened for me. Rather than tuning out of the conversation, I allowed myself to feel the incredible discomfort at the invitation to critically examine my own white identity and how I might be playing a role in systemic racism without even knowing it. I actually want to help rather than go on pretending that this is someone else's problem. So like many people, my identity is rooted in kindness, generosity, compassion, love and empathy. This is how I see myself and I take pride in my identity as a good human being. So it's no surprise that I feel guilt and shame when I pose the question to myself, why has it taken me this long to really face up to and recognize the pain that continues to be suffered by my black relatives at the hands of racism? Why has it taken me this long to examine myself? Now, maybe I'm in my own echo chamber online um, from the information that I'm receiving, uh, but it seems to me I'm not the only uh, white person who is suddenly realizing the extent to which I've been tuning out of the conversation every time it comes up. Honestly, I've been believing that because I'm not racist and because I'm not black, that it's got nothing to do with me. And maybe... Like me, you've always thought, I'm doing my part in the fight against racism because I'm not racist. Well, on further investigation, I've learned that that doesn't work. It's not working. It's not enough. Denying involvement is actually what's keeping racism alive. And it's uncomfortable to discuss the ways that I've unconsciously held up racism because it's uprooting and challenging my identity as a good person. It's natural to feel defensive when our identity is challenged. Despite the discomfort that I've been feeling during this time, I know that I need to allow these emotions to be felt without reacting defensively and closing down the conversation with statements like, I'm not racist, this has nothing to do with me. Firstly, it's important, I think, to acknowledge and feel these feelings of guilt and or shame. It does not make you a bad person at all to feel these things. It's you're a human being, I'm a human being. But, but now, rather than tuning out because it feels uncomfortable, 
This time I've been really trying to lean into that discomfort. Turning away from the conversation only perpetuates the illusion that racism is somehow not my problem. I'd much rather start to learn how I can take responsibility for my own re-education in order to become a better ally and gain the tools and the knowledge to actually participate in the fight against racism, which is an intentionally oppressive white system. Much of the shadow work that I consciously participate in is um, is to break ancestral patterns. And this is no different. Um, but why, as a white person, does it feel so personal? And what is it about this deep programming that is so hard to face up to? Um, well, with a bit of further investigation and education into my own relationship to race, I discovered that I have never really been an ally to black people and people of color despite claiming to be not racist. So I'm asking myself, why is that? And what can I do to make the changes required of me to consciously be part of the solution rather than unconsciously support the problem? So over the last 10 days or two weeks or so, I've been consuming a lot of educational material to deepen my understanding of the structure of white supremacy. But also, and more importantly, I think, I've been learning about why white people find it so hard to talk about racism and how being closed off to the discussion actually upholds systemic racism. Again, what's really clear in this conversation right now is that it's really not enough to just be not racist. White people, we need to learn how to be anti-racist in order to help dismantle this system. So I've been really listening to uh, White Fragility um, on audiobook. It's a book written by a white person. So I'm also going to be consuming and listening to um, content and books written and created by black people. For example, Me and White Supremacy is up next for me in terms of books, as well as consuming podcasts and videos with conversations that are led by black people. And I'm very much at the start of my re-education and I appreciate any recommendations of helpful material that you can leave in the comments or send me on Instagram. My handle is at Benjam, B-E-N-J-A-M. I thank you in advance. Now, I know I'm probably preaching to the choir. Um, a lot of my audience are incredibly conscious human beings who are doing the inner work. So I'm sure you'll agree with me when I state that I didn't come here uh, to Earth planet earth i didn't come here to perpetuate old bullshit fear-based programming that creates more fear and separation and hate and unnecessary suffering on the planet i didn't come here to participate in that i what i really am interested in is breaking down those programmed patterns healing ancestral wounds stewarding love and participating in the evolution of humanity and any revolution that is required in that evolution. From taking this journey, I know that, <laughs> I mean, anybody who's taking undertaking a journey of healing uh, or um, a journey of expanding one's awareness um, and breaking down these old patterns 
you know full well that when something feels emotionally uncomfortable, it's a direct indication that there's work to be done in that area. Otherwise, I'm just another host carrying and spreading the virus of fear and hatred without even knowing it. And 2020 is more and more becoming a year that is presenting multiple invitations to leave that shit behind now. And racist socialization is one of those wounds that is demanding to be healed. So let's fucking crack on with it. Again, rather than avoiding or turning out or tuning out of the discomfort, rather, I've been witnessing it in myself. And then I allow it to sit there. I'm not going to shy away from these emotions. And why is it that it makes me feel so uneasy to receive feedback on problematic racial patterns when I'm at the, in, in my character, I identify myself as such a loving and open-minded person, someone who wants justice and equality? Okay, well, I've learned that racism is actually an incredibly deep and complicated system into which, as a white person, I have been socialized to, to a certain degree. White people, myself included, uh, we've been conditioned to feel uncomfortable around the subject of racism so that we don't address it. Racism feeds on the fear of talking about it. Um, this is what really holds it up. Uh, we're so scared of being accused that we might simply rather just deny any involvement or keep quiet. And white supremacy runs deep, and I had no idea until I actually took the time to learn. And addressing the system that whites directly benefit from has, of course, been socially discouraged for many, many generations. You just don't talk about it. It's not easy or comfortable to shed light on all the ways that being white is far easier than being black or discuss the depths of the benefits that I receive from this system as a white person. Again, what's most alive for me right now in this conversation is that it's simply not enough to not be racist. I realize that I really need to become anti-racist. And that is an invitation to educate myself on the true history of race, of white supremacy, identity politics, modern slavery. And I know that that process is going to be uncomfortable. And so far, 2020, like I was saying, there's been a year of huge discomfort for all of us so far. So many shadow aspects of humanity are coming to the surface to be seen and healed. And I think it's really important to note in a positive light that things are not getting worse right now, but rather the truths are coming into public awareness. They're coming to the surface. What's been happening this whole time, we're now being made aware of. An acknowledgement is needed if we are to heal these injustices and continue evolving as a species towards what I believe is our natural state of being, unconditional love links in the description are the books that i've listening to that i have listened to and the ones i'm planning on listening to this is um, not an education that black people owe us as white people this is a self-education situation and this is not about performative allyship either 
I'm not saying these things or creating this content or speaking on this matter in the hope that I'll receive some virtual pat on the back or be seen as less racist or more good. This is about acknowledging the problem and taking responsibility for my own conditioning and continued education so as to be part of the solution. I'd also like to add that shaming people into action creates acting. This is certainly something that I've experienced, especially having a large platform online. And I caught myself posting Black Lives Matter content um, out of fear of being seen as racist if I didn't show some kind of support. This was before I discovered that much, much more was actually being asked of me. And it's far more powerful to do the work offline and then integrate this new information in real life. Uh, this is a marathon, not a sprint. It's a lifelong commitment to allyship, to relearning, to dismantling old programs. And it's okay to fuck up. We're going to get things wrong along the way. And it's also okay to receive feedback in order to do a better job. So it's time to be brave. Let's have the courage to speak up and speak out against racism. Demand change take action. No one said that this transformation hype was going to be comfortable or convenient. 2020 so far has been proof of that. Everyone is bringing different medicine to this movement. Millions are out protesting, organizing and marching. Many are using their online platforms to amplify black voices and to share educational material. Many are creating beautiful art that's evoking emotions that cause people to want to take action. Many are meditating and praying and holding it down on a metaphysical level in support of those on the front lines. And those who can afford it are donating money and injecting energy directly into the causes which seek to bring justice and healing for black communities. And many, many, many of us, I hope, are also quietly but powerfully doing the work of educating ourselves and our loved ones in the background. All is needed, but I think self-education is the bare minimum. Read books. Please check the description where I've compiled links to educational and powerful black voices and movements. I encourage you to go support, watch, listen, donate, share, educate, do the work without the need for a well done or a thank you. This is another great opportunity for us to practice changing our minds when we are presented with new information about a subject without letting the ego get in the way of the growth and the healing that is being invited on us. The question that is being asked is, can we actually graduate from our own beliefs? Can we debug our operating systems? And who's going to do the work if it's not you and me? I'm sure you all know by now, I often try to bring a spiritual perspective to these pieces of content. I believe that we are all one, that we are all aspects of the same source of love and consciousness. And oneness is a vision of truth that I want to hold and embody Separation is the agenda of the oppressors and the current oppressors. They want us to fight against each other, to hate one another and focus on our differences. 
and yes, we have many ethnicities and to me all this diversity and all our unique human expressions and cultures is what makes humanity so incredibly beautiful. But in terms of spirituality, what use is all this spiritual love and light talk and oneness talk if it's not actually making any difference to humanity on the ground in real life? If I can't bring the wisdom and awareness down into this 3D realm, what use is it? My friend Ethos, she said online, dismantling white supremacy is a spiritual act. If we want peace, we need to demand justice. If I want love, I need to demand accountability. You can't just skip to the end of the book without reading the beginning and the middle because the wisdom and the lessons come from within the process, within the journey. Yes, we are all one, but I don't want spirit I don't want to spiritually bypass the process of healing by preaching the we all we are all one situation. I think to really dismantle these systems of oppression that separate us, that are perpetuating violence and hatred, we need a deeper level of understanding a human level. In order to step back and see the bigger picture, sometimes we need to transcend fear, definitely. When we're all up in the faces of the trees, we actually can't see the forest. And I believe that there's a huge psychological war going on that aims to divide us and keep us reacting from a state of fear. And this spiritual war has been going on since the dawn of time. Choosing love is great. And it's all well and good preaching unity consciousness and one human race. But I don't think that's exactly what's needed right now. Taking responsibility for healing the deep emotional trauma suffered at the hands of white systems of oppression. That's the real work. That's what I believe is required of white people right now. Spiritual or not. That is, of course, if we actually believe in love conquering fear. <sighs> For hundreds of years, there's been a war going on. Millions of black deaths at the hands of white people. Thousands and thousands and thousands of black people sacrificing their lives to fight for equality, fighting for love, in the hope that future generations might not have to suffer the same way that they have. Hundreds of years of blood, sweat and tears fighting for freedom, all to get us to where we are right now. The fucking least I can do is educate myself on the struggle of black people and put in the time into learning how I can actually stand with black people in the fight against the most disgusting, fear-based distortion that humanity has ever suffered. Becoming a better ally is the very least we can do as white people. So thank you for listening to me speak on this topic. I know that I have a lot to learn still in my own journey and to all my black relatives, I hope that I'm helping. And I'm sorry that it's taken me so long to wake up and tune in to your reality. Please forgive me. 
I love you and I thank you. Thank you. Thank you.